Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Worked with a lot of quarterbacks, a lot of great ones over the years, and I'm looking forward to hunkering down with him and, and getting to work. And... Like any one of our players, when they walk in the building, we'll have a detailed plan for them about how they're going to improve. And Baker, as a young player, the, the sky's the limit, but we're going to put in the work to get it done with Baker. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. Once again, I'm John June. Catch me on Twitter at JRFootballNerd. Also, go ahead and give the show a follow at FF Diagnostics on Twitter and Instagram at that. Um, and also, guys, if you could please leave a rate and review for the pod, um, that would be great. It would help us out a bunch, uh, allow us to get more notoriety, um, and allow us to bring uh, better content to you guys. So, you guys could go ahead and do that it doesn't cost you any money doesn't take much time but you would really be helping this show out so if you really like the information that we give out um, not just on a weekly basis during the season but in the off season as well and go ahead and give that uh, a rate and review um, and subscribe as well today we got the buy lows Um, we're going to cover just two position groups today quarterbacks and running backs And we'll bring another episode, including the wide receivers and the tight ends, to you later this week. Um, Probably tomorrow. You could go ahead back on the feed and catch the free agency primer if you haven't done that yet. Um, But again, today we're going to cover quarterbacks and running backs. Um, And typically, you know, buying low on guys is is, uh, something that I like to do, not just in the season, um, if you guys listen to us. You know, during the season, I was constantly talking about prices of guys and, uh, you know, buying guys at the at the right time or sell, even selling guys at the right time. But um, typically, I, I like to, for dynasty leagues, dynasty purposes, um, I definitely like, definitely like to include a lot of the second-year guys uh, who we paid premium for as rookies um, or guys that we liked as rookies or I liked personally uh, but maybe didn't get an opportunity in their first year, or maybe they underwhelmed for one reason or another. Uh, two examples of that that stick out off the top of my head, Nikhil Harry, David Montgomery. Um, but I think that whole segment of guys, they deserve their own episode. So we'll go ahead and we'll do that later, uh, you know, at a later point in the off offseason. Um, but for this exercise, uh, what I'm doing actually is looking at DynastyFantasyLeague.com, so shout out to them, or DynastyLeagueFootball.com, so shout out to them, uh, Ryan McDowell and those guys, they do great work, but um, they aggregate all this ADP data, um, and so I was looking at the uh, ADP from some startup mocks that have been done, um, and I just wanted to get an idea of where the price of some guys um like, you know, where, where some guys are being priced at in terms of their ADP. 
Um, and, and what that basically allows us to do is based on ADP, we can kind of get an idea of the public perception or the or what the market is on some cert, on certain guys and see if we can somehow leverage the market, um, not just through our own drafts, but even through trade, right? Because, you know, the ADP is, is basically like the going rate for these guys. Um, and so we could use the ADP, see where guys are going and kind of uh, get an idea of, of where... Uh, what we can get back in a trade. And and so um, a lot of these guys that I'm going to go through today, um, I'm going to go through three guys at each position, uh, for the most part, three guys at each position. Um, but, you know, some of these guys, for one reason or another, the de- the their their market is down. Um, and so this is an opportunity to buy. Uh, f- you know, these guys could bounce back for one reason or another, or maybe they're just being overlooked. Um, so, you know, we'll jump into that and, and, you know, these guys, you know, you're not going to be able to get them for maybe super cheap, but, you know, go out to your owners or your league mates, send out some offers, um, you know, see what you can get back in a trade with these guys or involving these guys. But, um, let's just start with the quarterback position, like I mentioned, and a lot of these guys, the reason why I'm buying into them, uh, well, for one reason or another, again, the price Maybe I think the price might be too low Um, when then you combine that with maybe what their situation is or um, how old these guys are and things of that nature. So first guy on the list at the quarterback position is going to be Baker Mayfield. Um, (laughs) And it's funny because Baker Mayfield, he was somebody that we came into the year saying he was a bust uh, because the price was too high. And so now uh, Baker Mayfield's going off the board as the QB 10 in Dynasty Leagues. And, you know, the reason I'm buying Baker is, one, he's 24 years old, and uh, so he's still relatively young. And and then on top of that, he's uh, the, he still has his weapons in place. You know, Odell Beckham uh, coming back off the hernia, sports hernia surgery, so you would imagine that, you know, hopefully he'll be better in this second year in Cleveland. Uh, Jarvis Landry, obviously, is still there, so it's Baker and Jarvis' third year together. Um you know, David Njoku should come back healthy. Uh, Nick Chubb is still a viable running back in the backfield. And then you have the presence of Kevin Stefanski, who was hired. Um, and you heard him on the on the uh, intro. Um, but he's the former Minnesota Vikings offensive coordinator. And we saw what he was able to do in Minnesota the last two years with Kirk Cousins and, and those weapons that surrounded him. Um, and so, you know, when you combine all that and the fact that the Browns seem to have been the Browns seem to be going all in on the analytics right now. Uh, and if you remember, if you followed the draft process, Baker was loved and adored uh, by the analytics community. So hopefully this allows the Browns to play into Baker's strengths um, as he was somebody that, you know, was was seen by the analytics community by as by far the best quarterback uh, coming out of the draft. And then the other thing that I think is interesting is that Baker was, he was a victim of poor offensive line play. Uh, You know, the offensive line in Cleveland was much worse this year than they were last year in Baker's rookie year. Uh, And so you assume that with better quarterback play and, um, you know, this or better offensive line play, that should lead to better quarterback play by Baker as he'll he'll be more comfortable, right? Um, But the big thing with Baker is that he was the QB 19 last year, which is a huge drop off from the QB 4 price that you were paying in August last year in Dynasty Leagues, right? So 
Um, but when you consider the fact that he, the Browns faced the third toughest schedule of pass defenses according to SharpFootballStats.com, so I think Baker's in in he's in play for a bounce back year, um, and I think QB ten uh, is is definitely um, you know def being finishing out inside the QB ten range is definitely in the cards for Baker Mayfield in his second or his third year in Cleveland. Next up, we have, uh, <laughs> this one's going to be a little bit scary, but uh, I'm going to mention it. Uh, it's going to be Jared Goff. Um, Jared Goff's currently going off the board as the QB 18 in Dynasty Startup Leagues. Um, the reason I'm buying into Goff is he's 25 years old, and he's he's going, again, the QB 18. He's 25 years old. He's going behind guys like Drew Brees, Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins, who are all at least six years older than Jared Goff. Um, again, you know, Drew Brees... He's got his own situation with, you know, potentially weighing retirement. Um, and then Matt Ryan and Kirk Cousins, you know, those are two guys that uh, while they have, you know, played well in the past and, you know, they're, they are older, but um, I'm not really concerned about their age, to be honest. But, um, you know, I, I just don't see how much how they have that much more upside than a guy like Jared Goff. Who we know he's he plays an offense that's capable of putting up big numbers on under Sean McVay. Uh, all his weapons in the past game are pretty much coming back, with maybe the exception of Brandon Cooks, who was practically invisible last year. So, um, not probably going to miss much there. And then the Rams are also a team that struggled with poor offensive line play. And uh, as if you've watched the Rams on national television, or if you've watched them at all, or maybe you're a Rams fan, you know how much Jared Goff struggles with pressure. So. Um, the the Rams hopefully will be upgrading this offensive line significantly, uh, which should lead to better quarterback play from Jared Goff. And then there's also potential rumblings that the Rams could get rid of uh, Todd Gurley, which would definitely open up more opportunities in the pass game for Jared Goff, as maybe they'll lean on more on the pass game than they will on the run game. Um, and then also touchdown regression is potentially in Jared Goff's favor as well. We know that yards correlate very strongly to touchdowns, and so when you look at data back from dating back to 2014, um, so from 2014 through 2018, Jared Goff should have had eight more passing touchdowns than he did last year, based on his yardage total, and that would have put that would have put him um, inside the top ten amongst fantasy quarterbacks. So, um, you know, considering all his weapons are coming back, he's still in Sean McVay's offense. Um, fourth year in the leagues. He's only 25 years old. Um, you know, the Rams were not a good team last year. Uh, you know, they missed the playoffs after, a year after being in the Super Bowl. And public perception of Goff isn't great right now. So you might be actually, you might actually be able to get him uh, cheaper than, than he's actually, than cheaper than you should, to be honest. So um, again, with Jared Goff, I'm not going to go offer a lot, but if I can somehow find a way to get Jared Goff for the cheap, um, then then I definitely will, especially in a in a class like this where there are some quarterbacks and um, the Jared Goff owner might you know might be uh, trying to move him or trying to get rid of him and might be enticed to replace him with one of these other quarterbacks. Um, I would definitely, if I was in need of a quarterback, I would definitely look in Jared Goff's direction because it's a high upside. Um, high risk move but at the QB 18 price um you know that's de- I think it's definitely worth it 
Um, the last, uh, the quarterback that's last up on my list, that's going to be Gardner Minshew, and that's that's right, the Minshew man is on this list. Um, Gardner Minshew is going off the board as the QB twenty five. He's currently twenty three years old, um, and with this situation, we might have to strike sooner rather than later because. This price seems to be suppressed by the presence of Nick Foles still in Jacksonville. But uh, Mike Garofolo of the NFL Network recently reported that the Jags could try to move on from Nick Foles. Um, they're probably not going to cut him but because his salary is too large and um, they'll still be on the hook for, for a lot of it. But maybe via trade, they might be able to, to move Nick Foles. So if that happens, then that only means that the... the Jags are committing to Gardner Minshew long term, and we saw Gardner Minshew play well last year. Um, you know he was the QB twenty three through only twelve starts, uh, and you know obviously like I said he's going off the board as the QB twenty five, and I don't see why any reason why if Gardner Minshew comes into this season as the starter, a full off season as the starter, um, and comes into the season as the starter, I don't see why he wouldn't improve on his rookie numbers of 21 touchdowns to six INTs. Um, and, we, you know, Gardner was a gamer last year. We saw that. Um, and, you know, I, I would expect him to only get better in year two. So this one's as easy as it gets for me. I'm buying Gardner. Um, you know, I might try to disguise him as a throw-in from the other owner. So, you know, yeah, I don't know what it would cost. Maybe try to move down in your rookie draft and and ask and send a player and ask for Gardner Minshew back um it would be a, like a little it would be a savvy move to try to get Gardner Minshew and try to buy low um on this opportunity with uh before Nick Foles gets moved and and the market catches up to him um and then one of the things that's very possible to do in dynasty leagues is to buy low on um Veteran quarterback, so older guys, uh, Tom Brady, uh, Matt, Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford are the two that stick out the most to me. Uh, Tom Brady, he's 42 years old. Matthew Stafford's 31, but he's coming off the back injury, and he's you know been injured multiple times throughout the throughout his career. But both of these guys are guys that I think you can buy low on. Um, you know, assuming Brady ends up in in New England, back in New England, I don't see why he wouldn't go back to New England. Um, but assuming he does end up back in New England, you know I think that the the Patriots are going to try to make that offense better. They're going to try to put more weapons around Brady, and Brady's still got it, man. So um, you know in a dynasty league, you could you could potentially get these guys for the cheap because the owner might be trying to get out from under these guys. Um, Drew Brees and Philip Rivers, they're intriguing cheap options as well, but without knowing their landing spots on those guys. Uh, with Breeze considering retirement and uh, the Chargers of having already decided to move on from Rivers, I would probably wait and see on on both of those guys to see what happens before trying to acquire them. But if I could acquire any one of these guys, you knowing that they'll all be healthy, then it would probably be Drew Breeze for me because they're healthy and and or playing. It would probably be Drew Breeze for me because we've seen no slowing down in that New Orleans offense. Um, he continues to play in that Superdome. Uh, he he'll get you know that he's he's gonna play in at least another dome game in Atlanta, in Atlanta. Um, you know those all those teams they they uh, between Tampa Bay and and um, well I guess Carolina is gonna be a different situation but you know these guys are all guys that um, or 
these are games where you're expecting Drew Brees to put up a lot of points. Um, and yeah, so I, I would buy Drew Brees uh, if I knew for sure. Once I know for sure, he's coming back. Um, but next up, let's move to the running backs. Uh, first up on the list, we've got Devin Singletary. Uh, Devin Singletary is currently going off the board in Dynasty Startup Leagues as the RB20. He's only 22 years old. And, uh, you know, as a prospect, I wasn't a huge fan of Devin Singletary coming out of uh, coming out of Florida Atlantic University. Uh, he was small at, you know, 5'8", uh, 200 pounds. Uh, he was slow at the four, in the 40-yard dash, running 4.66, but his college production was through the roof. Um, and then, obviously, being a third-round pick of the of the Buffalo Bills, uh, draft capital means a ton when it comes to trying to, to judge these these rookies. Um, so we definitely, uh, you know, had to readjust our lenses when looking at Devin Singletary. And then, you know, when as the season played out, we kind of saw it come to fruition. Um, you know, we talked about it in the off season, but uh, Devin Singletary uh, finished as the RB twenty eight despite missing three games due to injury and not receiving a bulk of the work until about halfway through the season. When you look at his numbers, Devin Singletary had 969 total yards, uh, was involved as a receiver with an 11% target share, which was third on the team. And But the, you know, the thing is, he only scored two rushing touchdowns, while Josh Allen had six rushing touchdowns. So, you know, that was... A downside there, um, and I think it's something that could potentially could potentially continue to be a downside. Uh, we've seen this historically with rushing quarterbacks um, down down by the goal line. It's easier to 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 um, have ten blockers and use that quarterback as as a as a rusher. So you 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 know you you get an extra man in the run game as opposed to handing handing it to a running back um, and having your your quarterback just kind of watch. So. You know, when you got Josh Allen back there, this is always going to continue to be a threat. But, you know, let's say it doesn't continue. And let's say Devin Singletary plays more games. And let's say he's either more productive, um, you know, than he was, that you know, than he was last year. So I think he could vastly outprove his RB28 finish from last year and maybe even beat this RB20 price tag that he costs right now. So, um, you know, if... As a Melvin Gordon owner, I would, you know, move Melvin Gordon, and um, if I could mean I could acquire Devin Singletary and maybe a pick, um, or something. But you know, Devin Singletary is definitely an intriguing buy to me. Um, another guy who's definitely an intriguing buy for me is going to be Philip Lindsay, who's currently going off the board as RB twenty seven. Um, he's 25 years old, and you know this one's really just about a projection for me. Um, you're betting on the talent here with Philip Lindsay. Uh, he's the only running back in the last 10 years to start off his career with back-to-back. Sorry, the only undrafted running back in the last 10 years to start off his career with back-to-back thousand-yard seasons. So um, he's definitely talented. He's beaten Royce Freeman, who was the higher drafted back. Uh, when they were both coming out, or you know, both rookies, uh, he's beaten him for the bulk of the carries now two years in a row, and you know it's crazy. But Philip Lindsay he seemed like he was underwhelming last year, but he was the RB seventeen last year on a Denver offense that was twenty sixth in the league in yards per play and twenty eighth in points. So 
if you if the Broncos even take the slightest step forward with Drew Locke under center, then I think Philip Lindsay will bring back a significant return on his current price. Um, and he's somebody again. When people talk about running backs, I mean, look at this. He's RB27 right now. So, you know, no one talks about Philip Lindsay. Um, but, you know, his career numbers through through the first two years, they're pretty good. Um, and, you know, they're the best in his class. If we're looking at running backs, not looking at, not named Saquon Barkley. So, Philip Lindsay is definitely somebody that I would be willing to target or I'd be looking to target in, in Dynasty Leagues. Um Damien Williams now. He's going to be third on this list. Uh, he's currently going off the board as RB40. Um, Damien Williams is 27 years old, so he's a bit older. But this is a what I call a win-now kind of move. If you're a team on the cusp and, you know, maybe or maybe you you need some running back help. Um, you don't have a lot, of, uh, a lot of depth at the position. Maybe you can try to go get a Damien Williams. Um, you know, this is this is one of the ways that you can get into the good offenses at a cheap and it, you know, it's a cheap way to to get a piece of what is one of the top offenses in, in NFL history. Uh, the price might be a little bit higher thanks to the postseason, uh, but maybe you can leverage what what was the season long frustration of, of having Damian Williams. He was in and out of the lineup with injuries. And when he was in the lineup, you were unsure of his role because of the presence of, of guys like LaShawn McCoy and, and Darrell Williams. Um, you know, Darrell Williams was out for the season, put on IR with the hamstring injury. Uh, and we're presuming that Shady's not going to come back. And we saw how little used Darwin Thompson was down the stretch. Uh, so I think this could be Damian Williams' show. And uh, there's always a possibility that the Chiefs add a running back, but... If they don't, then you'd be looking at some cheap exposure to a high-powered Kansas City offense. So, um, you know, I would definitely look in that direction if I needed help at the running back position. Um, so, you know, that's all we got right now for those for those two positions. Um, you know, this is just a way to show you guys the exercise that I was doing, basically just looking at ADP, seeing guys as, uh, where guys were going, relative to maybe where they finished last year or where, where I think maybe they can finish next year. So, um, you know, hopefully you guys enjoyed this one. I'll be back on tomorrow with the wide receivers and the tight end, so be sure to come sh- come through and catch that one. Um, but as always, thanks for listening, guys. Appreciate it, and we are out.